1: Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. It is Wednesday, May the 30th, 2018. And it's hot out there, not as hot as it is in Las Vegas, where apparently the ice isn't freezing for the NHL games, Dev.
2: Yeah, they're having some trouble with the ice. They are in the desert, so it makes sense they would. I mean, they've seen it in LA before, in other hot places, San Jose, but in, in particular in Las Vegas, where not only do they have the desert, not only do you have 17,000 people filling an arena, but they're also doing these extravagant pregame. Uh, not, a, not a ceremony, but uh, just kind it's of like shows, a show, yeah. yeah. There, there like was like de a and... Spartan shirtless knight
1: skating around and... People shooting fire out of their butts.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there was a stripper pole at one place.
2: (laughs) And so when you do all that, before the game even starts, the ice gets a little chippy, and people were commenting how Monday night's game was a little bit chippy with some of the ice. The Capitals mentioned that. They also said it was just as chippy for Vegas, who won the game, so it's not an excuse, although it's... Kind of an excuse that they're using.
1: It's a pre-excuse for tonight's game.
2: You're going with Vegas tonight. I'm going with Vegas going up two games to none because I have stopped picking against Vegas. They just keep on You believe the
1: hype. That's good news for me. Show me the money, baby. I'm a huge Vegas fan. I have been for a year. <laughs> uh, Doug Ford is going to be in the Forest City tonight.
2: Yes, Doug Ford is making his second trip to London since the provincial campaign began. He'll be holding a rally in London in the downtown at 7 o'clock or 7.30 is when it starts, but if you're going, it's doors open at 7. Uh, so it's his second tri- He's the f- second time to London. He's the first a uh, main leader to make a second trip to London since this whole campaign began. Will he be
1: selling beer for a buck huh. at his rally? If he's true to his platform, he is. <laughs> <laughs> that whole thing is crazy. Buck I thought it was beer. a joke, because there was a, like a
3: <laughs> picture of a beer can, with condensation on it, and it says buck a beer, for Nation or whatever, but I thought somebody was making a Photoshop
1: joke. Just I, walk in today and say, hey, Make her a Laker. <laughs> Flip them a maloony. Here you go, Dougie. And uh, the televangelist who wants a new jet. We were discussing this this morning. It's, it's unbelievable that people would give away their hard-earned money. Mostly it's the elderly who gets get roped into this sort of thing. But... There's a guy down in the States who says God wants him to have a
2: brand new jet. Yes, Jesse Duplantis is the guy's name, and not only does he need a new jet, according to God... It would be his fourth jet, and it would cost $54 million because, of course, it costs $54 million.
1: Apparently, the problem is now he's flying around spreading the good word, and he's having to land if he's going to the other side of the world. So this new jet would be able to get him across the planet without having to stop to refuel or anything like that. I see, because the word of God needs to get out there right
2: you can't wait 20 minutes to refuel no guys if if jesus were here today you think he's riding a donkey around (laughs) (laughs) no no that's that's a quote from this guy too
1: jesus at least has a jet ski
2: (laughs) at the very least (laughs) he's riding in style
1: Coming up on the show, we're going to talk about the big fire at the Old Hooks restaurant that started last night. We'll discuss Roseanne getting fired. And it's not a televangelist, but street evangelists that are getting some attention in London today. The
2: Tash Show Podcast.
1: And the street preachers downtown London, you've seen them uh, on street corners with amplifiers, megaphones, shouting at people, judging people. Kind of forcing their beliefs on other people as they go about their business in the downtown core, while well, the city is now looking at that dev.
2: Yes, the uh, city committee uh, yesterday passed a. They've made a change, so this is going to be part of their nuisance bylaw and they'll allow uh, bylaw officers to issue a ticket for abusive or insulting language that unnecessarily interferes with the use and enjoyment of public space. There have been complaints for a number of years uh, from people in the downtown, even from tourists who have come from out of the country, out of the province, who have been harassed by the street preachers. They've also made a tweak to the uh, Amplified Sound bylaw, so you now have to get a permit to use a megaphone as well. We've got Steve on the phone.
1: He's got a story about a run-in with one of these guys.
3: Well, uh, my wife called me, and she was extremely upset because uh, she takes pride in her appearance and looking professional, and uh, one of those street preachers uh, criticized her for what she was wearing. What did he say? Uh, I can't remember. This was a couple years ago, even, and... uh, he he just condemned her for what she was wearing, and I mean she wears uh, suit pants and a,
1: a nice shirt, and it's in the summer. And well, Dev, you say that they criticize women who
2: are going to work. Yeah, they don't like women who work. They think a woman's place is in the home, in the kitchen. So if you have a professional woman who takes care of her appearance, who's wearing a business suit or something professional, that'll attract their attention.
3: Oh, yeah. Like, uh, it, it made me so upset that I was actually going to drive. I was driving, and I was near the area, and I was going to go and cut his cord. <laughs>
1: You're going that, to cut the cord to his speaker. Yeah. Man, I mean, I'm, like surprised, I'm surprised there's not more physical altercations. If they're yelling stuff like that at people all the time, especially downtown London, you never know who's going to turn around and come at you. Well, that should be considered verbal assault, shouldn't it? I think so.
2: That's what the city's doing now with this. They're making it verbal harassment because it's in a gray zone where it's uncomfortable, it's abusive, but it's not necessarily crossing any lines with this bylaw. Now it will.
1: Yeah. Thanks, man. Hey, Courtney, tell us about your run-in with the uh, street preachers.
0: Okay. Well, um, we I used to work downtown. Um, thank God our, our uh, offices have now moved. But uh, I was uh, probably about eight months pregnant. And about that time, I stopped wearing my wedding bands because I was just, you know, a little swollen. Can't really. Yeah, wear it doesn't something. fit. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, walking down the street, by them, grabbing lunch, and just getting some air. And they would like it's the one day is just the one incident. He he started the one preacher started screaming at me. Well, you're unmarried, you're and you're pregnant, and you're you're yeah, you, know, you know, your bastard child, and. And started calling me a garden, a garden, uh, garden tool. Yeah. <laughs> I really okay,
1: gotcha. <laughs> I was confused for a second there, but yeah. I
0: have my little guy in the car, so I don't want to say that word. Um, <laughs> and on the radio, but yeah, it wasn't a rake. Yeah, it wasn't a rake. <laughs> yeah, and just, just you know, just making accusations, and it wasn't really nice. But, you, but they're just. You know, saying I needed to repent my sins and, you know, and at the eight months pregnant, people are saying things like that. And You're already
1: uh, emotional. You it, it can't well, feel good.
0: And I'm, I'm not really one to, like, just run away when people say things like that to me mm-hmm. out of the blue. I kind of, I, I feed some words back and then walked off. <laughs> There's a little anger there,
1: but well, good for you for standing up uh, for yourself, and you have your non-bastard child in your car with you. So, congratulations <laughs> on uh, on the new child. Yeah, <laughs>
0: he's a little older
1: now, but <laughs> some text messages coming in here. Street preacher downtown London told my six-year-old daughter, "There's no such thing as Santa or the Easter Bunny, and that her parents are going to hell for buying her gifts." Come on, why would they lie like that? Obviously, Not only there there's jerks. a Santa and there's an Easter bunny. Yeah, they're jerks and liars. Here's another one, Jim. What's uh, Now, careful with this foul
3: language. Yeah, somebody texts us, I've been called a Jezebel and a harlot by
1: those preachers. Now they've gone too <laughs> far, guys. <laughs> if, if somebody called you a harlot, would you, I don't know, women, would you be offended or would you kind of laugh? You harlot. I'd I'd be like, wait, is that a compliment or an insult? I forget which one that is now. Nicole is on the phone. Nicole, you say you've got a funny story about a run-in with the street preachers downtown.
0: Uh, So on Sunday, I was just heading to Barney's with a few girlfriends, and we walked by these couple of gentlemen, and they yelled at us, telling us, you're not going to get into heaven looking like that, ladies.
1: Yeah, but I will
3: get into Bernie's. Oh, yeah. Exactly. (laughs) The Taz Show Podcast.
0: The firing of Roseanne.
3: Roseanne going after Valerie Jarrett.
0: ABC Entertainment president. Roseanne's Twitter statement is abhorrent.
3: She shouldn't have said it. She knows she shouldn't have said it.
0: Repugnant and inconsistent with our values, and we have decided to cancel her show.
1: Cancel. Cancel. Yeah, Roseanne is no more ABC Hold the plug on,
2: what'd you say, Dev, it's the third most popular show on television right now? It was the, at the end of the season, behind This Is Us and the Big Bang Theory, the third most popular show on TV, but ABC's most popular show. Wow. Roseanne tweeted out um, a
1: Islamophobic and racist tweet aimed at Valerie Jarrett, who's African-American, She's a former uh, Barack Obama advisor. And then she realized that she'd made a mistake, tweeted out, I'm now leaving Twitter. I apologize to Valerie Jarrett and to all Americans. I'm truly sorry for making a bad joke about her politics and her looks. I should have known better. Forgive me. My joke was in bad taste. He was, I think bad taste is an understatement. I think joke might be overstatement. Yeah, really. Was it funny? No, it, it wasn't funny. It wasn't original. It was stupid. I think Roseanne's lost her marbles. She's either gone completely mad or she's the ultimate troll. Yeah. It's
3: like, is she blatantly racist or has she never heard that it's incredibly offensive to make that kind of, like, a Planet of the Apes comparison. Like, I just can't wrap my mind ab- around a person who's been in the comedy scene for as long as Roseanne knowing
1: that that's crossing an, a, a non-crossable line. You yeah. know what I mean? When you're a star of a, of a sitcom on television, there's comedians who tell racial jokes, racially charged jokes in their act. But when you're the star of a sitcom... And you're in the public eye like Roseanne is. You can't do this sort
2: of thing and expect there not to be uh, ramifications. It's it's the go-to move to say, "Oh, it was just a joke." But even that—that's almost an insult to offensive jokes because that wasn't even a joke. That was, <laughs> that was funny. Just, that was just the statement you're trying to push push along there, and immediately, like her, her co-stars. Uh, uh, Wanda Sykes, who was a consulting producer, resigned. Like one of the co-stars was on the way to resigning when they heard the show had been canceled. Like people who worked on the show were going to quit because of it. So, uh, I was surprised by how fast ABC moved. I feel sorry for
1: those those kids. Like the. Michael Fishman, the guy who played DJ
2: on the show, what has
1: he been doing? Was he not working at a laundromat like a year ago? I think he was working at Hooked on Breakfast.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I looked him up on IMDb. He's not
1: done much. He hasn't been doing much. All of a sudden, Roseanne comes back. He's probably making $40,000 plus $50,000 an episode, and it's the number one show on ABC, on its way to being the next Big Bang Theory in terms of ratings, there's a possibility he could be making, in four years, half a million dollars to a million dollars an episode, and that's all been taken away like that because of a stupid tweet by Roseanne.
2: Plus, there's uh, everyone who works like uh, just behind the scenes. The crew? the, The crew and everyone. Totally.
1: It's all done. Um... Valerie Jarrett, this is her comment yesterday on Roseanne's tweet.
0: Well, first of all, I think we have to turn it into a teaching moment. I'm fine. I'm worried about all the people out there who don't have a circle of friends and followers who come right to their defense.
1: A lot of people did come to Valerie's defense immediately. Shocking, though, that some people are defending Roseanne. This is a, this is a woman who is still pushing that whole Pizzagate theory. Like, she is big into these these crazy right-wing conspiracy theories.
2: She made a comment before the show came back that her her family had taken her Twitter account away from her because they know she tweets out all these different conspiracy theories.
1: Here's a Fox News host saying, oh, you know, Roseanne, it's not her fault.
3: I don't understand it to be anything other than free speech. Like, she's she's saying, and it is extremely offensive, but it is just that and so and she says in one of her tweets there were three rapid fire today where she said well it was a it was a joke it
0: was a miscalculated joke
1: here comes the free speech excuse people do not understand that the right to free speech doesn't mean there are no consequences to you saying things Mm -hmm. free you can still say whatever you want but it also means that You have to deal with the consequences of what you say. And in this case, it's, see you later,
2: Roseanne, your show's been canceled. No one's calling for her to be arrested and put in jail. That would be really a a violation of free speech. She said what she said, and then the company decided, decided to speak how it wanted to speak. Hi, everybody. We here at Twitter know how frustrating it can be when you get all worked up and you tweet out something that's so mind-bogglingly stupid
1: that seconds after you send it, you really wish you never did. Well, Twitter is now proud to announce our brand new Last Second Moron Failsafe feature. So whether you're drunk, or just a filterless tool. Our patented danger detection software will quickly analyze the idiotic garbage you just typed, and if it's totally inappropriate, we'll instantly delete it, even if you don't. We'll keep you in check so you don't lose your friends, your family, or your job. Unless you wanna instantly end your career, then simply click the career suicide button and it'll be done. Twitter, we help protect you from you. The Tash Show Podcast. Boss Brad just charged <laughs> in here like he's he's mad at us. <laughs> I had First, a smile on my face. Well we said that uh, it would be hard to eat forty wings and you'd like to argue that point. No, when we were when we were in high
4: school, we would kill forty wings each easily. Come on. There was a place in, in, in my hometown of Amherstburg called the Navy Yard. And this is probably what this guy's talking about. Right around the same time. This would be, I don't know, maybe like 1993, 1994. And they had 10-cent wing night. So we would go on Thursdays after Thursday was when we played football. So after we oh, go and play they'd football. would see the
1: football team roll in. They'd be like, oh, boy, <laughs> batting down the hatches. And we
4: would crush so many wings. Like, we would have them leave the bones on the table. So we'd have, like, this mound of, like. You'd feel like Vikings. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I think the thing to remember, though, is that. They aren't the mutant wings that are wings now. They used to be a lot smaller. Absolutely. They were like regular chicken wings. Before the steroids got pumped into them.
1: Exactly. Mm -hmm. I love a good steroid wing, though.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
3: I love it. I mean, we're looking right now for the best wings in London, but I want the cheapest wings in London sometimes, too. (laughs) Ten cent
1: wings? Uh, Well, the best wings in the FM 96 listening area. The reason we're talking about this, the Hooks restaurant burnt down. A uh, fire started raging yesterday around 5.30, and the building is completely gone. It used to be Hook's, and the final score was the bar next door, which apparently had the best wings. One of our listeners says he used to go there in elementary school, get a root beer and 40 wings at lunch, crush them with his buddies. <laughs> now that the final score is done, there's no way it's coming back, where are the best wings? Hello. Hey, how's it going? Good. Who's this? It's Blake. Blake, you want to weigh in on the wings? Yeah, I'm, I like to say that best wings around are at the Sandboy and Turkey Point. Do you work there? No, I do not work there. Do you have any sort of ownership stake? No, Your not at all. Your friend owns it?
3: Your uncle? No, no one. Nobody you know? Nobody I
1: know. All I know is that they have big and they're good wings. Big, juicy wings. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Maybe they're turkey wings. You never know. Wild turkey wings. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, FM96. Hey, how's it going? Good. Best wings around or where?
0: The absolute best place for wings is uh, the Wingmaster in Bradford.
1: The
3: Wingmaster.
0: Yeah. Somebody just sent us
3: a text saying that as well. Over 200 flavors, unreal wings.
0: Yeah, and Trey the guy that owns it, he makes some of the specialty uh like wings ingredients, like he only does it by himself. He's amazing. Trey. Yeah. He's
1: the wing master. There can be only one. Absolutely. Look at the calls coming in. <laughs> People want Everyone has an opinion. Yeah, well, man. People love their wings. Brad, where would you say the best wing? I'm still
4: are? going with Legends in Saint Thomas, and and Legends is good. And the reason why I think it's good is because the Tuesday night is their wing night. And a lot of times, (laughs) I caught a sewer. I I find this
1: funny because you do not live anywhere near St. Thomas, nor nor do you have any other reason to be in St. Thomas on a Tuesday night. Except to
4: go to Legends. But what they do is the wings on Tuesday are the same wings that you would get on Wednesday. You know, sometimes like a wing night, it's the smaller wings. These are still
1: the mutant wings. Hi, FM 96. Wing us. How's it going? Good. Coming on
3: the wings. I think people are oversimplifying here. There's a few things that need to be taken into consideration.
1: There's dine in options and there's takeout options. If you're dining in in London, I don't think anybody's mentioned Palisade. Their wings are incredible. Yeah, we just had a Palisade. Agreed. Yeah, I, yeah. It also can't go wrong with, with Legends. They're pretty good. Their wing day is actually every day uh, after a certain time in the evening, but on Tuesdays it's all day long. So that's uh-huh. important to know as well. And then for takeout, if you like those gargantuan uh, steroid wings, you've got to go with Pizza Tonight on Wilkins.
3: Pizza tonight? Get some love. I like the name. I love the cheesy name. Pizza tonight. And like the simple. I used to go to a place called Two for One Pizza on Dundas. I think that's what it's called. The dirt cheapest wings. And like you get a slice of pizza for $2. And like. Where on Dundas? Because I used to go to a place called Super Fine. This is Dundas, and it's across from like a funeral home. Um. Dundas and.
1: as long as it's, no- in Maitland. it's near done <laughs> as in Maitland, as long as it's not in the same building as the <laughs> funeral home. <laughs> okay, pizza tonight. Good yes. wings for takeout. Thank the you. Size of, of your fist, you'll love them. I'm getting hungry. Anyone else? Oh, dude, me too. The Tash Show Podcast.